Happy Birthday, Mr. President is a production of Big Four Enterprises, copyright 2020. I'm your host, Jeff Myers. My co-host is Carissa Slate. Our creative director is Shelby Myers, and our creative writer is Evan Myers. This is Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Hey there, Shelby. Welcome. Hi. Yeah, this is a strange episode of Happy Birthday, Mr. President, because we're doing it in sort of uh, quarantine conditions. And uh, I'm with Shelby. Uh, I know our listeners can't see this, but uh, she's joining me via uh, FaceTime. So yeah. it's good to see your face. Good to see you, Chase. Happy to kind of be here. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, uh, Carissa, my uh, my normal co-host, is not able to join on this particular episode of Happy Birthday, Mr. President. But uh, thankfully, uh, my my number two daughter... Uh, just number two in, daughter? Well, just in order of birth. Okay, <laughs> so. yeah, I was going to say, I'm the one who's on the podcast right now, you, so you better watch yourself. You definitely are on the podcast right now, and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, we are celebrating the 230th birthday of John Tyler today. He was born on March 29th, 1790 uh, in Greenway Plantation, which was in Charles City County, Virginia, and he was our 10th president of the United States. Now, Shelby, have you heard of John Tyler? Do you know much about John Tyler? Um, I know a little bit about him. The biggest thing that I know is that he wasn't actually elected. That's exactly right. In fact, he was what uh, many people say was our first accidental president. And um, he became president upon the death of of the president. He was vice president at the time. So we'll get more into that. Uh, he was the first president of the United States who was actually born under the U.S. Constitution. That's an interesting fact about Oh, John. that is interesting. Yeah, about John Tyler, born in 1790. And um, his, his dad, his dad's name was John, and he was a classmate and friend of Thomas Jefferson when they went to college together at the College of William and Mary. Oh, cool. We yeah. visited there. We did visit there. It's in Williamsburg, Virginia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. John Tyler's mom died when he was um, seven years old. So he was um, just a just a young boy when his mom passed away and uh, was raised pretty much by his dad after that. Uh, he he went to college at uh, and graduated from the College of William and Mary in 1807 when he was 17 years old. Oh, my gosh. And then guess what he did after he got out of college? He began... Go back to school? Well, he began studying law. Oh, as they all do. As most of our presidents do, yes, he began studying law. Uh, when he was uh, 23 years old, on actually on his 23rd birthday, which was uh, March 29th of 1813, he married a woman named Letitia Christian. And they were married for almost 30 years and had eight children. Oh my gosh! Yes, they had they had a lot of kids, and um, she died in 1842 after suffering a stroke. And this was actually while he was president, 
he was in the White House and she had had a stroke a few years prior. So she was pretty much uh, confined to the living quarters in the White House and didn't didn't make many appearances. But yeah, so oh, while wow. John Tyler was president, his wife, Letitia, died. Wow. Um, and shortly after that, and I'm talking literally months after Letitia had died, uh, John Tyler, at the time President John Tyler, uh, started uh, wooing this young lady named Julia Gardner. And uh, I got a little bit more to talk about her because there's there's a really good story about Julia Gardner. Okay. So, yeah. So He probably uh, had a lot of pressure to remarry, just like thinking about the time. I think so, because, you know, being president, you need to have a first lady in the White House to help, you know, kind of host and parties and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he his political career, uh, he actually got started really early. Um, he was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 1816 when he was 26 years old. So he was a he was a congressman at age 26. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And. Uh, Barely older than me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, He was elected governor of Virginia in 1825, and he was 35 years old. And shortly after that, he was elected U.S. senator in 1827. So he he had held a lot of political offices, you know, being a a congressman, governor of Virginia, and a U.S. senator. So um, it was in the election of 1840, though, that's when William Henry Harrison... Uh, selected John Tyler to be his running mate. And they had this really catchy uh, slogan, uh, William Henry Harrison uh, fought in the Battle of Tippecanoe. And so what they said, it's Tippecanoe and Tyler too. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. I I think they probably had a, um, had a song that goes with it, you know. Was that like maybe in Hamilton? Could they have, could they have, you know, <laughs> made up... <laughs> I don't. Added in. I don't think it was in in uh, Hamilton, was it? I don't think it was. No, that was not a, that I know of. That was a little later, but well, anyway. Uh, so he so he got uh, actually it was William Henry Harrison that got elected, and uh, thirty days after William Henry Harrison became president, he got sick and he died. And so yeah. it was. Wasn't uh, William Henry Harrison the only president from Indiana? Um, no, Benjamin Harrison is also from Indiana, and we haven't. Seen oh, it. Benjamin Harrison. Yes, well, which was William Henry Harrison's either grandson or great grandson, so they're related. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but uh, no. So William Henry Harrison was, uh, you know, president and died. So here is. John Tyler, and he was in Richmond, Virginia at the time, and um, they sent a courier to basically tell the vice president, said, oh my gosh, the president has died. You've got to get back to Washington. It took him 21 hours by riding horses and coaches and steamships and all this stuff, but he got back to uh, Washington. And since this had never happened before, uh, people weren't sure is he the president or uh, is he just like the interim president until we select another one? I mean, it was a real 
Uh, that would be a scary, scary time. Yeah, real controversy at the time. But the thing is, is John Tyler said, no, I am president of the United States. And he was the first vice president, of course, to take office upon the president's death. And many people <laughs> called him his accidency. <laughs> oh, wow. Because it was William Henry Harrison's cabinet and everything. And I bet people didn't like him. They didn't like him at all. And in fact, John Tyler, who was, uh, he was in the Whig party. He was one of the last of the Whigs too, by the way. Uh, huh. he, he, he got at odds with his own party. Because well, and we, the Whig party was all about like states' rights and. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, he got at odds with his own party. The cabinet resigned. Uh, so he, he, and he didn't have a vice president. So you think here, you think about this. So William Henry Harrison died and John Tyler was the vice president, became president. Uh -huh. John Tyler never had a vice president. So if he had died, oh my gosh, it would just been crazy. Yeah. So he, uh, he, he served one term and really he completed William Henry Harrison's term. And it was April 4th, 1841 to March 4th of 1845. That's when he served. Now, John Tyler, though, was a proponent of the expansion of slavery. So, yeah, being, uh, being from Virginia. And he, since he was uh, at odds with his party, it was in January of 1843, the U.S. House of Representatives was considering beginning impeachment proceedings because oh they claimed that he was uh, abusing his presidential veto powers, uh, but they, they voted it down. So, so here's John Tyler, you know, Congress hated him, his cabinet resigned and they thought about impeaching him. So, yeah. Wow. So, they really didn't like him. Yeah. So it was, um, it was a crazy time. Well, let me talk a little bit about Julia Gardner. Now, yeah, I want to hear about her. So it was less, like I said before, less than six months after the death of his wife, Letitia, uh, John Tyler, he began wooing and courting her. And she was a daughter of a U.S. senator. Now, he was 55 years old and Julia was 25 years old. Oh, wow. She was 30 years younger than him. But he was he was smitten with her. Now, there's this there's this great story. That's it's actually a. Uh, a pretty tr traumatic account. So uh, there was this new battleship or new new naval ship that had been built. It was called the USS Princeton. And at the time, it was a state-of-the-art warship. And it had these, these two, well, it had a lot of cannons on it, but in particular, these two giant, they called them long guns. And they were the world's largest naval guns. And so they had this event where they were sailing the USS Princeton uh, down the Potomac River, and they had all kinds of dignitaries on board, cabinet officials. The president was there. Uh, Julia Gardner was there with her dad. Um, former First Lady Dolly Madison was on this, uh, this cruise. Good so, old Dolly Madison. Yeah. And one of the things that they were doing is they were demonstrating the gun. So they would, they would fire this huge cannon. And, uh, there was, uh, so many people had gone below deck and they were, they were having lunch and having drinks and everything and joining. And, uh, one of the uh, naval officers said, 
come up on come up to the top deck and we're going to we're going to fire off the gun uh, as a demonstration. So it's going to be the last, the, you know, they had done it several times and said, we're going to do it one more time. Well, it just so happened that Julia, uh, she apparently had the just the voice of a songbird and she was singing a song and the president was on his way up deck, but he turned around because he heard her singing. And she was singing this song that he uh, he loved, and it was I think from the Revolutionary War. So, and I I don't know what it was. I mean, you know, it probably had a good rap beat to it. And oh, probably. <laughs> so, well, it was a good thing he turned around and went down below deck because when they fired that gun, it exploded. Oh <gasps> no! Yes. Yes. And it, it killed, uh, it killed like six people and injured many others. It killed the secretary of the Navy, Thomas Gilmore. Oh my God. It also killed the secretary of state, Abel Upshur. Now imagine this. I mean, these are, these are government cabinet officials. It also killed Julia's father, David. Yeah. No. Yes. He died, and there were and there were three other men. Well, uh, in all of the commotion, uh, Julia had rushed up to see, and she actually saw her father, and she fainted. Well, well yeah. President Tyler was there to catch the fainting damsel in distress. Of course. And he carried her off the ship uh, to safety, and um, he had actually proposed to her. Uh, prior to this, and she had she had said no, uh, had refused. But when he saved her this time, she said, eh, "He's kind of okay." Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's kind of how John Tyler and Julia Gardner got together, and they got married on June twenty sixth, eighteen forty four. But it was it was very secret, very secretive. Um, they didn't want to make uh, a lot of noise about it. And it turned out John and Julia had seven children together. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Now, remember, he had eight children with his first wife, Letitia, and then he had seven children with his second wife, Julia. And Holy cow. So John Tyler has gone, is, goes down as the president with the most kids. He had 15 kids. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So now another thing that Julia did while John Tyler was present, she, you know, so they got married and then they were in the white house and she actually was a, just as terrific hostess, just a terrific first lady. And she began the practice of playing the song hail to the chief, uh, that would signal the president's arrival oh. at state function. So, you know, yeah. So, but uh, so that, yeah, so Julia, you know, she became this, this great hostess and everything. And um, so he only served just that one term. Uh, he, he didn't run again. His party didn't want him. And uh, so, so he retired. Did he get much accomplished? Well, he, he didn't really get a whole lot accomplished because uh, there was a lot of things about, you know, the, the annexation of Texas was a big issue there. And, and um, uh, war with Mexico and slave states. Well, 
After he retired, he did a couple things. He did go work at uh, the College of William and Mary again, and he actually served as chancellor of his his alma mater. But one of these things, this is this is just shocking. He joined the Confederacy dur- <gasps> during the Civil War, making him the only president of the United States who later became a sworn enemy of the United States. Oh my God! Can you believe that? Yeah. He is not popular. No, no, he was not very popular. Uh, In fact, after he died, um, they didn't put a marker on his gravestone until about, gosh, 50 years later, because a lot of people thought of him as a traitor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, he he was diagnosed with bronchitis uh, and given morphine in uh, January of 1862. And... He was 71 years old, and uh, his, uh, well, Julia uh, rushed to, she had this dream that she, she thought he was really sick, and so she rushed to his side. Uh, he, was in, he was in Richmond, Virginia. I'm not quite sure where she was at. She might have been visiting somebody, and um, she found him, and he was okay, but it was two days later that he got sick, and that's, and that's when he got bronchitis, and they gave him morphine. Well, he died on January 18th. 1862 in Richmond, Virginia, and he was 71 years old. So that's that's when he died. Now there's some there's a couple of other interesting things about him because of all these kids that he had. Mm-hmm. And his his youngest daughter, her name was Pearl. Pearl actually died in 1947, and she died. What? Oh wait, it gets better than that. She died a hundred years after the death of his oldest daughter, Mary. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Well, he had such a young wife and he gave birth. uh, She gave birth to Pearl when he was like in his late sixties. And here's another shocking thing. Here's John Tyler born in 1790. He still has two living grandchildren. Oh my God. Gosh. <laughs> is that not crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. Grandchildren, not even great grandchildren. Not he's got great grandchildren, but two living grandchildren. Now those these two grandchildren, they're in their eighties now, but they're still alive. Can you believe that? That is crazy. They say who's who's your grandpa? Oh, John Tyler. You mean the guy that was born in seventeen ninety? Like two hundred and ten years ago or two hundred and thirty years two hundred and thirty years ago. Oh, it's crazy. It's nuts. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but he had, uh, yeah, so he he had all those kids and everything. And, uh, but yeah, uh, so John Tyler, the, the 10th president of the United States. And we're celebrating the 230th birthday of John Tyler. Happy birthday, Mr. Happy president. Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this has been, we're having some challenging production issues here with uh, all the technology or lack of technology, but uh, I'd like to thank our listeners, you know, even in the midst of this COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic that we're in, the show must go on. And I want to give a special thanks to my daughter, Shelby, for joining me on this podcast. His number one daughter. His number one daughter. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let me see if I can get our outro music going. There we go. 
what a production we've got going here. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and we hope you'll be safe, wash your hands, stay home, and join us for our next episode as we celebrate the birthday of yet another president of the United States.